Hello, everybody. Welcome to Linoleum Knife. This is a special mini episode. I'm Alonzo Duraldi, and because Dave White has not seen this movie yet, then we're not sure when he's going to be able to. Uh, I didn't want to let it die on the vine, and it's not the kind of movie that I could just talk about by myself on the podcast. So uh, with us today to um, parse, break down, and dissect, and generally wig out over the Daniels, everything, everywhere, all at once, is friend of the podcast, Robert Abley. Welcome, sir. Uh, thank you. I'm really curious as to know what it would look like if you just did the podcast by yourself. Would you, like, ask yourself questions? Would you... <laughs> I mean, it's not uncommon that like we'll get we'll be doing the show and there's a movie that only Dave has seen or only I have seen, and you know we we do our best to sort of describe it and explain it and how we felt about it. But this one, I really kind of felt like I needed to unpack with someone else. So I'm I'm I really appreciate you being here today to kind of talk about it with me. Oh, of course. Now I have not seen Swiss Army Man, and oh. and the reviews of it that I read didn't make me think I would want to, but now people are telling me that since I am into this film, I should at least give it a shot, and perhaps I will, and, and we'll get there. But um, since I've seen the movie more recently, I'll do a quick plot synopsis, and then we can uh, get into it. So uh, Michelle Yeoh stars as Evelyn. She is um, the proprietress of a laundromat um, and is currently undergoing a very stressful day. She's being audited by the IRS. Her father is visiting from China and they've always had a tricky relationship. And um, it becomes clear that she is someone who uh, has a lot of interest, has a lot of um, untapped um, you know, potential untapped enthusiasm for different things. You know, she sings and she does massage therapy and she does a lot of different things, but none of them particularly well, none of them to the point that's, that it's changed her life. Uh, as she is heading into the audit, uh, her husband, um, played by the great Ki Hui Kwan, um, suddenly becomes someone else and informs her that uh, she is she and she alone uh, is in a position to save the multiverse. <laughs> um, and over the course of the film, we will see that she can connect to other Evelyns in other universes that possess different skills um, that she can access by doing strange and unexpected things, um, whether it is martial arts, whether it is uh, 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 you know, uh, Benihana style performative cooking, um, sign spinning, you name it. Uh, there's somewhere in the universe, there's an Evelyn who does it and does it well. Um, and, uh, ultimately she must face down her greatest opponent and perhaps discover that, uh, the real way to, uh, conquer your enemies, uh, is by loving them. Uh, so yeah. It's hard to describe. This is yeah, exactly. Going on oh, here. oh, but also, I mean, like her, you know, husband is planning to divorce her. Her, yes. her, her daughter is. Um, uh, yeah, her daughter is upset with her because she, uh, because because her mother is can, is barely accepting the fact that she's a lesbian and won't introduce the daughter's girlfriend to her father as the girlfriend. Yeah, it, it's uh, a lot. She has a lot going on. Yeah. The father is played by uh, legendary actor James Hong. The IRS agent is Jamie Lee Curtis. And the daughter is Stephanie Hsu, who you know if you've watched the most recent episode, or the most recent season, rather, of uh, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Right, right. Uh, so, yeah, so you uh, saw this movie before I did. You reviewed it out of uh, South by well, Southwest, and you weren't a fan of, of Swiss Army Man, right? 
I mean, Swiss Army Man was one of those movies that you 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 could appreciate from minute one to you know to the end because it had been made with with an, an immense amount of creativity and and um, kind of like filmmaking skill. I was just not um, taken by. I, I felt like that what was missing was something you could kind of like latch on to emotionally. I I, I didn't I didn't care about the, the the main character's uh issue but i mean it was like full of invention and and so uh, to me like this is like just like a huge leap um but you know strange way also like a a natural leap it, it it feels like everything i loved about everything i did like about about swiss army man was kind of like taken and then they found this incredible story to like merge with that filmmaking style and and found something kind of like philosophically, you know, wonderful to say about about it. It, 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 it just was one of those movies that wasn't supposed to work. I mean, this I'm talking about uh, everything everywhere, yeah. and the fact that it did kind of felt, you know, kind of miraculous. Really. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> really. that's the thing. I, I think I went into this movie sort of expecting it was going to be like big, crazy kind of art house freak out. And it is, but it's also, like you say, it does have this this philosophical underpinning. It has this really moving message about uh, about how we treat people and and about you know, like family relationships and about you know just humanity in a way that I really wasn't expecting. And 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 that's what just knocked me for a loop. And so it's easy the first time you see it, I think, to kind of get a little caught up or, or even baffled by the sort of structure of it, even though they do a pretty good job of explaining what's going on and how people hop from universe to universe and all that stuff. But it is, it's really, I think the, it was it's the emotional underpinnings that got me to see it a second time in the same week, you know? Um, so, so I, I think, yeah, it's, it's delivering on all of those fronts. There is so much craft and care and ingenuity and energy and just like, crazy inspiration going on here but I, I i've and i've been quoting you a lot lately where i've been telling people that finally tax day has its own it's a wonderful life <laughs> yes that was that was sort of like yeah when i was thinking about the movie before writing it i thought like oh god it is like it, it is it's a wonderful life it, i mean it's also the matrix i kind of thought it was sure. I also thought of it as mama matrix or matriarchics or whatever you want to call it but um <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, it is, it, it, it has that same vibe of you get access to this other part of, of you or something that might've been, and it helps you clarify what your own life is supposed to be. It's not, it's not necessarily that that thing was better or worse, but it is, it's a, it's a way for you to, I mean, it, it's just, well, look, it's a movie is basically about how we need imagination we need imagination in our lives to kind of like make sense of what's real and in front of us. And it's, which is a, a, a beautiful thing. And, and, and I, I just also like that the chaos part of the movie, I mean, so many movies are chaotic. I mean, they're made chaotically. Sure. And that's kind of like, it's a style of people like now, which, you know, kind of bugs me at times, but, <laughs> but this movie seemed to be actually saying like, we're going to give you chaos. And it's actually, there's a reason we're, we're, we're dealing with chaos here. <laughs> and, and I found that kind of like strangely beautiful. Yeah, like everything ultimately means something by the end of it, which is which is a, a, an amazing sort of plate spinning feat. Um, but but yeah, I, I think it is it's a it is a movie that you leave sort of thinking about 
you know, not just it as a film, but as a, as a, like, how is this going to change me? How am I going to behave differently knowing what I know from this movie? And I, I love the notion that, you know, it's Michelle Yeoh. And so of course, you know, there's going to be like, you know, martial arts action and all that kind of stuff. But I love the fact that the husband who is presented as, as such a kind of like, mealy mouth nebbish throughout ultimately possesses this strength and like that quiet and that you know understanding and that caring for other people is his superpower Mm -hmm. and that she has to kind of come to embrace that 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 it's an effective one and that she should employ it as well you know um i think is a really kind of bold uh statement and 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 what's also so fun about this is you know you have this you have like you know michelle Yeoh doing like the ultimate Michelle Yeoh performance in a lot of ways and sort of right, just right. like just all the colors in her paint box, you know, and a few new ones. Um, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis being like way out of her usual zone, but still like riveting and, and, and hilarious, you know, Kehoe Kwan, who we haven't seen on screen in ages, but whom, you know, we love as a, as a, as a film, uh, uh, entity. And then Stephanie Hsu, who is like this really still up and coming performer giving this just breakout uh, uh doing this breakout work here where she's playing her her range of characters within the character is is so impressive as well and she is kind of like the she's the 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 visual manifestation of this movie in the way that they costume her throughout oh i know i know i mean, I mean when you were just kind of just just now describing michelle yo and and Kihui Huan, it, it it made me think that uh, this movie also there's like the meta aspect of 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 how it of how it works and that in as it ties into its its themes because it it is sort of like the role that you've always thought that Michelle Yeoh could do. It is like when in Kihui Huan and all the, all the different manifestations we see of him. It's like it's the career that you feel like you wish he'd had and you know when he didn't he's kind of stopped you know. He went back to he went to film school and became a sure. stunt choreographer and you know dabbled I think a little bit maybe a little bit in acting but you kind of like got all the great parts we could have had from him, you know. I mean if, one one of the one, like, one of the alternate universes is like basically the uh, Wong Kar Wai movie of right, this movie, which is and amazing. and he and Ki Hui Kwan worked for Wong Kar Wai for years, like was the assistant director yeah, on twenty forty six on twenty forty six, right? And and you look at the two of them, and you're like, oh man, could I see this entire movie, please? Could we do an in the mood for love style thing with these two actors, just lit by green neon in an alleyway? I want to watch that for hours. No, I know. It, it, I feel like it is this one of those few movies in in which kind of having a referential winking aspect to it also. It felt soulful. It felt like it, it felt like it was commenting on, on, on roles n- never gotten for for great actors. I mean, sure. and parts and parts that could have been, but at the same time celebrating what does exist. I mean, like you know, we're very lucky to have one car Y and and um, uh, even Ratatouille. It was, was kind of interestingly, <laughs> kind of like a, a, a plot applied. I guess it's right. like it's. I mean, the the templates and the and the things. It's dizzying, but it's. And you know, look at look. It's I mean, most movies are too long. It's just two and a half hours, and you know, it's like I you know, it's a long movie, and there are parts of it that you know, even I was kind of. I mean, usually in these movies, when they explain the universe, that's when I kind of go, okay, they have to do it. It's always <laughs> kind of clunky. It's like the my, you know, the least interesting part, and it just had to get past that. But once it did, you were kind of like. Um, yeah, I can see how a bagel is a is a big symbol for for an, an abyss. 
Yeah, no, I can no, see. I, I can. <laughs> I can see how hot dog fingers. If you had hot dogs for fingers, what that might symbolize in this particular multiverse. I mean, it's sort of like it's just. It was kind of great. <laughs> yeah. I, again, like every as as uh, things that you think are just going to be kind of throwaway jokes, like wind up mattering later in a way that I think is really just sort of uh, audacious. And and you know, Frank, it's funny because like the next. Marvel movie that we're getting is Doctor Strange, you know, in the, uh, you know, multiverse of madness. And I'm like, this is how you do a multiverse, guys. <laughs> like, I, good I luck know. with yours. But like, this is the low budget, you know, high creativity version of that. And I would be much more excited to see more films unfolding in this you know, iteration of a multiverse than necessarily the one that Marvel's going to come up with. Or if nothing else, I think that, you know, the Daniels have accidentally, probably not intentionally, because I'm sure they were working on this for ages, you know, like thrown this gauntlet down of like, well, you could do this. You, this could happen. And this could be an interesting way to approach it. Well, it also sounds like, I mean, just doing some of the reading ahead of time about, about how they made it, it does sound like the Daniels, like, you know, want, they, they kind of like, they, they, they're a team because, you know, one is the, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this. And the other is the, well, maybe like, let's pair that back and see maybe only this way. I mean, and this, so they, they, they work well like that. No, your, your multiverse jo- joke is kind of funny because it, it, we've gotten two really good movies about multiverses. We've gotten the, the animated Spider-Man movie and, mm. and this, and it's just like, so now anybody else trying to do this is, is like really sunk in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> or, or have something to aspire to, you know. I'll give them that credit. <laughs> I, I guess, yeah, that's true. Because ultimately, what I'm, I, I guess I should say, The Matrix too. It's a classic. It's like the one that kind of like got us all where we are. It's like you know, True. the the uh, the touchstone movie of, of this kind of thing. So, um, and, and it's funny because you know, I, and I've I've brought this up before. Like you know, when Christy and I talk about like when we when we discussed WandaVision on Breakfast All Day, like in comics, the multiverse thing has been around for ages. You know, like there was a story back in the 60s, I want to say, called The Flash of Two Worlds, where, you know, the the Barry Allen, you know, red outfit Flash meets the Jay Garrick metal helmet Flash for the first time. And that sort of set off DC Comics and this notion of like, okay, yeah, so those old comics during World War II, exist in the same universe as like Batman battles a big robot dinosaur because they're all on parallel earths and there's a gajillion parallel earths and, and, and comics readers were like, okay, you know, and that was it. Like they didn't need to, you didn't have to really walk them through it that much. And now we're, you know, first it popped up in the CW shows where they did that with like arrow and flash and all of, all of their, you know, like DC content and, 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 and figured out ways to like, take characters that didn't exist on the same earth, like Flash and Supergirl, whatever, and meld them together. And so now we're, we're getting this into the movies and it's becoming like the basis for movies. You know, the, the, the whole thing, the thing people love most about the last Spider-Man movie was, was getting the three of them together in the same room, you know? Um, uh, but I think this is a movie that's using that concept, not just for sort of like, you know, genre pleasure or, you know, crossover stuff. But, but, but this, this idea of that, the, 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 the Michelle Yeoh that we're following is apparently the worst Evelyn in the universe. (laughs) And it's because of that, that she has the potential to do anything because she hasn't accomplished anything as opposed to all the other Evelyns. Which is such a simple idea, but it just, it, you know, it's like we're constantly told like, you know, you have to be okay with failure before you, you know, you can, can succeed. And, right, and uh, I just yeah, this is such a you know a clever idea to you know to apply that to a kind of a comic book multiverse you know uh, 
thing. So it, again, it's another example of they're not just doing something that's cool. They're doing they're doing it in a way that that speaks to what the character's situation is. And uh, I just again imp- impressed that they they cared that much, you know. Yeah, well, and also the fact that like the, the multiverse is built upon the idea that every decision you make creates a split in the you know, and so it's like remember Richard Linklater's. I know, appearance I in Slacker I, at the beginning of the movie where he's like, right, oh, right. so there's a whole other universe where I just walk instead of taking this cab. You know, basically at every juncture of Michelle Yeoh's life, Evelyn's life, you sort of see, well, had she not gone to America with her husband, then she would have done this, you know, and there, or if they, you know, like, so it, it just, it just branches off in these infinite directions. And it kind of shows you that like, that everything you do along the way makes an impact, but also everything you try to do for other people can also have an impact on, on, on their, you know, infinite fracture existences. I know that because, yeah, because I don't have, I don't have the, the, the history of, of reading comic books. That's why it's a wonderful life came to me. First. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that, but it absolutely works though. In, in two ways, first in the sort of like alternate version of life kind of, storytelling but i think also in the ultimate message of the impact that people have on each other and the way that they can that 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 you know trying to do the right thing by other people and trying to do the the generous and understanding and empathetic thing by other people is ultimately going to be a way for you to succeed as well mm-hmm. yeah it, it it yeah it it, le- it leads to some i mean I don't know how, how how much you want to talk about things that happened like in the end. But I mean, with are you? How do you feel? How do you? I don't want to get too spoilery because the the movie opens wide today. Yeah, we're recording this April eighth. But you know, I'm just saying it's got one of the most interesting fight sequences I've ever seen. Oh yeah, ba- based based <laughs> in that based in that emotional mindset. I will Absolutely. say let's let's just let's just say that there's a fight sequence I've never seen before <laughs> um, <laughs> approached, uh, and it and it works kind of beautifully. Um, the one on the staircase. Um, the, yeah, the staircase. I'd say the uh, the. Um, uh, the husband's uh, choice of weapon uh, early on is unique, and also definitely um, uh, a running bit involving, um, let's just say, the the IRS agent's um, uh, 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 auditor of the month awards. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know, I know. They're they're, they're kind of rude. Those those uh, those Daniels at times. <laughs> they have this kind of rude sense of humor that, but in, but in a fun, but in a funny way. And, and and oh no, yeah, it's 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 all. It seems like in good fun. It's like the like most PG version of that kind of thing in a yeah. weird way. You 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 could imagine, but it's uh yeah I, they. And, and the fact that they they commit to it so hard, I think, is oh, what really yeah. makes that yeah. all of that stuff work so well. Oh, yeah. So. Um, no, and 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 can we talk also about how how maybe this movie wouldn't have worked if it had been like a 150 million dollar epic. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, no, no, no. I, yeah, yeah. I just feel like that's like that's such a key thing to this movie that it literally takes place in an office building even though it's set in many universes. Right. And um and has the feeling of a of a gonzo indie more than it does you know, like well, the, the Matrix or like or, sure. or a Marvel movie, and it's sort of like that idea that like sometimes you know sometimes the most ornate feast you know or, ornate uh, feast is not as satisfying or moving as like some beautifully chaotic backyard barbecue. You know, like right. I mean, it, it just has that. It just that's 
that was also what I was thinking. Like that was also what was kind of special about it. I felt. Well, you know, I've been I've been reading Kyle Buchanan's book about the making of Mad Max oh, Fury Road, and I need it, I need to read that. I remember that before Fury Road came out, at one point or other, I had said at some point somebody is going to go back and make a movie with as many practical effects as possible, and it's going to knock us all on our asses because we're so used to the sort of like airless anything goes pudding of 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 CG, mm-hmm. and this movie even though it, it, get, it goes into to wild flights of, of, of fantasy and, and, you know, obviously there are some, you know, digital effects involved, but like so much of it feels so tangible and, yeah. and, and just uses the, the readily available tools just in terms of quick cuts or camera movement or whatever to, to bring you that kind of excitement that, yeah, that otherwise it would be a lot of ones and zeros and might have some impact in the moment, but doesn't land the same way. Oh yeah, I mean, like like stunt work with real human beings as opposed to you know, CGI <laughs> for instance, yeah, humans. yeah. Apparently, That's... the guy who plays the the bald security guard is also the stunt coordinator. Oh okay, yeah. No, I I, I yeah, the fight sequences are are really well done. They're they're they, they kind of rem- reminded me of you know what, you know when you first fell in love with with martial arts movies and mm. and um, yeah, that's. So, uh, any any final thoughts or? I I would say um, I, I, it was the kind of thing that if it doesn't seem like like you you should give it a chance, I think I think you should. That's it's 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 uh it's grounded enough. It, it sets it it you know it takes its time setting up its its world with, with kind of grounded filmmaking so that you you are invested in a way so that when the thing when everything starts going haywire, it it is it um. You, you've got this basis, you know, this kind mm-hmm. of emotional basis. And sure. um, yeah, it's sort of like, give, give it a shot because I feel like this is a, you know, this is the kind of thing that uh, I normally maybe not would be in my wheelhouse of things sure. to enjoy, but it, 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 it is different and unusual and committed and, you know, and special enough to, to, to be unique. And, and I really, you know, it's like Michelle Yeoh, go Michelle Yeoh, have, you know, <laughs> get, get more roles like this. Yeah, no, I agree. Like this is this is one of those movies that's impossible to sort of give you the high concept twenty five word pitch on, and it might seem like that it's it's going to be. I think it's going to be a movie that people are going to maybe over love and over hate just because you know it it does demand some kind of response to it. But I think it's really great, and 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 it is. It's been even before the pandemic. It was so rare for me to see a movie twice, certainly in the theater, and so the fact that I saw it twice in one week, I think, attests to the fact that. This movie really, you know, hit me in a place that I, I was not expecting. Um, we have a letter about this movie <laughs> from okay. Dr. Steve, oh. who asks, is Everything Everywhere All at Once a Christmas movie? <laughs> well, of course not. But I just listened to Alonzo describe <laughs> on Deck the Hallmark how 1951's Scrooge set the blueprint for many Christmas movies to come, how it's the redemption, how the redemption arc is the through line to It's a Wonderful Life, Home Alone, and countless others, how the protagonist is given the opportunity to change their life's path by seeing glimpses of what their life might have been under different circumstances. So pretty much exactly the plot of everything, everywhere, all at once. Therefore, Christmas movie? And my answer is no, but absolutely <laughs> akin to those movies and does what a lot of Christmas movies do. Um... And yeah, as we discussed, like it, it, it certainly fits into that category. But as an actual Christmas movie, no. But if you wanted to watch it at Christmas time and get those same feels, I would not hold it against you. But it's interesting because it, that, that, that what you know what he's saying is 
akin to basically the thing that I was thinking about because my head went to It's a Wonderful Life. So, um, um, and Scrooge, yeah, I mean, it's in line. Let's put it this way. It's in line with a couple of classic stories that take place at Christmas. Sure, yes. <laughs> so, so, yeah, not maybe not technically. It's a close cousin to a Christmas it, movie. <laughs> yeah, and which is why, I, I, probably which is why I thought of it as a holiday movie, which is why I made the, the tax day joke. Yeah. It's like it's like you. It's like the kind of thing that should be a movie, maybe that you watch every text. And, ta- and taxes are such a good. It was a good, also a good metaphoric story. Yes. It, it is the time of year where you assess everything that's been going on in your life for a year and and have to decide. Oh my God, you know, did I did, did I do the right thing? And and assign so, a value to it in a literal sense. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. Ah, uh, Robert, always a pleasure, sir, to have you. Where can folks find you on the internet? Oh, on the internet. Uh, well, let's see. Uh, I, I am on Twitter, um, uh, but I don't typically post. I am on Facebook, uh, but 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 the reviews the reviews are, are at the LA Times and the Wrap. That's okay. that's where the reviews are. Cool. Well, I'll I'll put in a link like to your Rotten Tomatoes page so folks can can find you and read you, which they certainly should. Of course, that's thank CBS. you for coming on here. We appreciate it, and um, thank you for having you know, me. Oh, my pleasure. We have a we do have a Patreon at patreon.com slash linoleum knife. Lots of other shows, including Linoleum Knife and Fork, which very frequently features Robert's wife, the great Margie Rocklin, who we refer to as the spoon of Linoleum Knife and Fork. Uh, but lots of other great stuff over there. Patreon.com slash linoleum knife. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. We'll be back in a couple days with a full-on episode, but uh just wanted to give this movie a little bit of its props. And so uh thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Goodbye. Bye.